This podcast is sponsored by Anchor FM Radio. Hi, welcome to the Morning Breakdown with Sachin and Asher. We'll cover many topics such as the MLB, NBA, NFL, and college football. Our first topic is going to be about Ronnie James, whose video went viral about him smoking. LeBron James' son, Bronny James Jr., is a very skilled 15-year-old basketball player who's six foot two, 176 pounds. A video went viral recently of Bronny smoking. Asher, after seeing the video, what red flags do you think uh, popped up for the NBA? Yeah, you know, I think Bronny's a very young, promising player at Sierra Canyon this year as a sophomore. He's been averaging 6.8 points. Not so great, but he's just a sophomore. But I think this will have an effect for a little while, but I do not think this is going to ruin his career. I think Bronny is a young, promising player, and he, he can have hopes to bring him to the NBA as LeBron's son and very badly affect his playing in the NBA. So I think this will affect for a little while, but not in the long run for Bronny's career. I agree. Although Bronny's not playing at his best, and... Um... You know, the, like the video shows some responsibility issues, maybe, especially when his dad isn't home and playing in the playoffs uh, in Florida. I do think that he has time to improve in his high school and college career, and this will just go behind him. Um, as LeBron James showed, you know, also everyone's like, uh, like really mad at him and um, isn't accepting him as a player, but LeBron James on his Instagram just uh, posted a picture of him and his family uh, with the hashtag James Gang. That's just showing his love and saying, you know, we can put this behind us and it's all about family. Yeah, yeah, Sachin, I know you're right about that, all that. And this is just a learning experience for Bronny. He still has so many years. He's just like 15. And, you know, he's this is just a learning experience. He'll grow off this and he'll hopefully be in the NBA someday. Now we're going to talk about some of the most impactful injuries in uh, the NFL Week 2. These injuries could really impact the next rest of the season for these teams or the next couple of weeks. So we're going to cover them in this next segment. So first on the list is going to be the Niners' number two pick of the 2019 NFL Draft, the defensive end, Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa came out with an ACL, torn ACL, during week two against the Jets. Uh, This is going to be very impactful for the Niners this year as they went to the Super Bowl last year and had big hopes for this season. This is he's out for the year, along with Solomon Thomas, his teammate who is also on the defensive line. Uh, I think without uh, these key players for the Niners, I doubt that they'll be able to uh, go to the Super Bowl again. Uh, maybe next year, you know, everyone will be healed to have a little bit more practice. Teams are um, rebounding from their losses last year and growing. So I hope the Niners grow too. Yeah, so the NFL did not really have a preseason this year, so the players did not have full practices, and this is, was a result of many of the injuries that happened in Week 2. I agree with that. You know, uh, the teams were unable to practice um, together and you know, really get warmed up, So, and uh, a lot of people probably didn't work out over the summer and uh, keep themselves healthy, so this might this is probably the biggest result for the injuries. Now we're going to talk about the stud running back for the New York Giants out of Penn State, and that's Saquon Barkley. Saquon suffered a torn ACL in Week 2 against the Bears. This was terrible as you saw him limping uh, into off the field. Uh, Saquon is a really outstanding player. He's been with the Giants for a couple of years, and he has carried them to be an average team. 
the Giants are really suffering now, and they hope so they can have Saquon back in the future. Without a doubt, Saquon Barkley is a leading factor in this team, and not only as a player, but as a person, too. You know, you could see always hyping his teammates up and getting them um, ready for games and um, uh, having a fun time during games, you know, making plays, just having a good time. In general, I think without him, the team's just going to play slower, not only as a sport, but as in spirit. Yeah, this is going to be a huge loss for the Giants, and hopefully they can get Saquon back next year and rebound. Now we're going to move on to Christian McCaffrey of the Panthers, who was a stud last year and was one of the leaders in fantasy. McCaffrey has a high ankle sprain and is expected to be out four to six weeks. Uh, replacing him will be Mike Davis, and hopefully he can keep the Panthers in contention for when, say, uh, Christian McCaffrey comes back. I'd like to see what he does now that Christian McCaffrey's gone. He's on the spotlight. Hopefully he can make something out of it. Yep. Next, we're going to move on to Drew Locke, the young quarterback for the Denver Broncos, with a sprained AC joint in his ankle. Uh, he's going to be out for the next five to six weeks. Yeah, the Denver Broncos really like Drew Locke, and he's very young. He's a second-year quarterback, but they were hoping that he could grow over the course of this year. I think he'll still be back, and hopefully he can gain some more experience in the rest of the year. Next, we're going to move on to Devontae Adams, the wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Devontae played super well in week one against the Vikings. He had like 44 fantasy points, which is amazing. A couple touchdowns, around 100 yards. Uh, But he suffered a hamstring injury in the the Packers win over the Lions in week two. And we're not really sure how many weeks he'll be out for, but he is out um, on Sunday night football against the Saints. Hopefully uh, he can be back in the next couple weeks. Next, we're going to move on to the MLB and see who's in the playoffs. So to start, we have the Los Angeles Dodgers, the Chicago White Sox, the Tampa Bay Rays, the Oakland Athletics, Minnesota Twins, San Diego Padres, the New York Yankees, Atlanta Braves, Cleveland Indians, the Chicago Cubs, um, the Toronto Blue Jays, the Miami Marlins, the Cincinnati Reds, the Houston Astros. So now we're going to talk about um, some of the teams that still have to clinch the playoffs. So the teams that are left is the NL, the Giants, the Brewers, and the Cardinals all are in good spots to clinch the playoffs. So the Giants, to get in, they have to win today versus the Padres, and they have to have the Cardinals beat the Brewers today, and then they will clinch. If they win and the and the Cardinals lose, they will be out. The Brewers, on the other hand, have to win their game versus the Cardinals and have the Giants lose to make the playoffs. And the Cardinals are probably in the best seat of all these teams because they, ha- they were out with COVID for a couple other weeks. So they have extra games, two extra games to play against the Tigers on Monday and Tuesday. So they have they have are in the best position and they need to win one or two games to advance the playoffs. Now we're going to be talking about an ESPN article where it, it simulated the college football 2020 season. So the four teams in the college football playoff in this simulation were the number one seed, Texas, the number two seed, Ohio State, number three seed, Florida, and number four seed, Alabama. In the semifinals of this simulation, Texas beat the number four seed, Alabama, and number three seed, Florida, upset Ohio State. In the end, the Gators beat the Texas Longhorns in the 2020 College Football National Championship. This would be surprising because I don't know if Florida is going to be really good this year. You know, Kyle Trask was interesting last year. Um, 
you know, we'll see. And yes, we are so excited that college football is back this year. Now we're going to move on to the NBA. Uh, the Lakers beat the Nuggets uh, to go to the finals and it's going to be game six for the Heat and the Celtics. The Heat up 3-2. So the NBA bubble has been very exciting, as you guys all know. Damian Lillard was great in the bubble. So was Jamal Murray. Um, but now we're left with LeBron, Anthony Davis, and the Lakers who clinched a spot in the finals. And... Jason Tatum, Kemba Walker, and Marcus Smart, and the Celtics, who are also in a spot where they can make the finals. And the Heat with Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler, who can also make the finals. And we're going to see tonight if the Heat are going to move on to the NBA Finals to face the Lakers, or are the Celtics going to force a Game 7? I personally am hoping for a Game 7. I think that would be really exciting. But I do think the Lakers will come home with some rings. This Asher, if we do go into a game seven, who do you think is going to come out with a win? Yeah, I don't know, Sachin. That's a really hard question, but I really like the Heat in the bubble this year. I think Duncan Robinson, three-point specialist, he's great. Same with Tyler Hero. And I think Bam Adebayo is a great young star, and Jimmy Butler is a great leader for this team. I think if it does go into a game seven, I think the Celtics are going to come out with it. You know, I think in these past few games, or uh, the past few uh, teams that they've played, they were just better in clutch and high-pressure games. So I think they're just going to come away with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, Sachin. Um, Brad Stevens said that the Celtics were not playing like themselves in the first couple games of the season, but they've really turned it on in the last couple games. And I think they're feeling good about Game 6 and hopefully a Game 7. Thank you for listening to The Morning Breakdown. We hope to see you next week. This was an Anchor FM radio sponsored podcast.